Tyler With Spaces is a 3D digital artist and designer based out of Rhode Island. He's passionate about the intersection of art and technology and has garnered a loyal following through his adherence to this. His work is thought-provoking and ranges from the simple to the complex, but no matter what, once put under the microscope, there are limitless details to dig into. The definition of an OG Cardano artist can vary from person to person. Sure, collections like Space Buds, Cardano Bits, the Hoskinsons, these can all be considered as part of the beginning. But for someone like me who entered the Cardano NFT space around mid-2021, Tyler will always be considered an OG, as his work is some of the first that I and many others were exposed to. It will be exciting to follow him and his journey for years to come, whether within the art world, NFT space, or wherever his craft carries him. You are listening to Artists on Cardano. To support this podcast, please subscribe and follow us on social media. You can also donate ADA to dollar sign Arts on Cardano, that's A-R-T-S-O-N-C-A-R-D-A-N-O, to help us document the ever-burgeoning landscape of Cardano NFT creators. And now a conversation with Tyler. So let's see, I got into NFTs um, or crypto in general um, during COVID. Just, I mean, everyone was like home and lost on Reddit and the internet and just like learning about things that are going on. Um, I like experimented a little bit before, like bought some crypto and like sold it probably like a month later at like a loss, (laughs) just like learning like Coinbase and stuff. But then during COVID is when like I got into it. I I learned about NFTs and being someone like I'm really into art and like creating stuff digitally. Um, So I just like wanted to get into the space. So I ended up uh, creating the Cardano NFT subreddit because there wasn't any, it was like before Space Buds, like like a couple weeks or a month maybe before Space Buds came out. Um, And I saw like people talking about how NFTs were going to be possible on Cardano. And I kind of just wanted to like, be able to stay on top of things because I had no idea where to even start. I just knew NFTs sounded like a cool idea. What What about the NFT idea sounds cool? Like, is it the ownership part or like the art part? Like, what drew you to that part of it? I think what initially got me interested was the ownership part. Um, I don't know if you've, you've ever heard of the this app called Quid. It's like this old, me and my friends used to call it the sticker game. It's extremely similar to NFTs and they're actually doing NFTs now. Um, but they would like partner with like Cartoon Network and get like Rick and Morty emojis that you can use for your phone and like you collect them they have like numbers and stuff they weren't like actual NFTs but it um and that was like probably like 2017 or something I started messing with those so like when NFTs came out or when I started hearing about them and I'm like this is like that but like real or like like you can (laughs) like it's like act like you know what I mean like there's scarcity involved. Yeah, exactly. it's like not just somebody being like, oh, here's a thing. Let me just like print it out. Kind of yeah, thing. I mean, they sort of had scarcity or it was like fake scarcity, but like it wasn't like backed up by the blockchain. So like. Cool. OK, so that idea you've already you would like had some exposure to some of that. Yeah, like the, the concept of it. And I mean, we live in like such like a digital world now, like everything. Our music is dig- like everything is digital. Um, So it just makes sense to like have take these like items that we have in our digital world and like i don't know it, it makes a lot of sense for me i'm bad I, I ramble a lot oh dude that's that's what this is for man ramble away but yeah no i i totally hear that it's like it just makes sense that it would evolve into some form of this and some way that it's like you don't have to depend on cartoon network to tell you like this is only 500 or whatever exists and like all of that um 
But wait, but I had no idea you you made the Cardano uh, NFT subreddit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that that was probably like what started everything. Like, I'm so grateful for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, so that that was like the start of it. But like, what really got me into things was um on that subreddit I met Cardano Bits because when I created that subreddit, I had like I said, like I had no idea like where to even like begin like with anything. And then when I met Cardano Bits, he was we both like kind of pushed each other to like look into the minting. He's he's a dev, so like he knew all that stuff. I had no idea. It's just funny that like when you put it like, oh yeah, he hadn't made it yet, but like you know, we encouraged each other. It's just so funny because like I said, it's like coming into the space. You guys were the ones where I was like, oh okay, this is all like foundational here. Like, I mean, think of like five years from now and people looking back be like, what were the first ones and they'll see you guys so <laughs> i mean like, all of us i think i mean especially people here now but no yeah i definitely I do i see what you mean so do you, so you still run it what exactly i don't i'm not too familiar with reddit um it also makes sense to me more why how you were so like um like uh in the know about all the reddit nfts too which i definitely want to like talk about at some point but like what exactly is involved in that and like how do you used to have to like monitor in like run things still today with it or uh, so thankfully, actually, we got someone about like six months ago who, uh, or sorry, let me back up a bit. So, so Reddit's kind of like, um, online forums, essentially, um, broken in. So you have like a subreddit and you can find a subreddit for like literally any, like, it's crazy. Like there's this one story I like to tell and I might sound weird, but in college, like you got no time. So like, I would like and this is going to sound stupid, but, like, I'd eat oranges in the shower, just, like, getting ready for class and stuff, right? And, like, I made it, like, a big thing. Like, my roommates were, like, always joke about it and stuff. Or I ended up finding a whole community of, like, like 30,000 people just <laughs> literally called shower oranges and, like, just people who eat oranges in the shower. And I'm, like, like so, so like that's the best way I like to explain Reddit because you can literally find, like, community for anything there, which is, like, super. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> It's like the internet, it makes it you understand more too, like, uh, like in a more tangible sort of way, how it's like everybody, there are so many different people who exist around the world, but just now the internet being able to like make it so you can find these people. It's like mind blowing. It's it's really cool. Seriously. Yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's so crazy. And it's, it's a different culture, I think, because everyone. So you said you got somebody like, uh, several months ago to help run it or. Yeah, so it, it needs a little bit of work right now because I saw some people complaining that we basically have a, a bot right now that kind of moderates it. So, like, we don't have to do too much on our end, at least right now, because, um, like, it's just it's mostly just been, like, projects. Like, they'll post, like, an update or something there. Or, like, if someone has a question during the hard fork, that the last fork, it did get a little spammy. So, like, we did have to do a little bit of work. But um, That's the Vazel hard fork for anybody listening with that. Um that's in, so why why did the hard fork bring in people just because like cardano was getting more press or? yeah i think just because like cardano was in the news and i'm sure people like googling cardano i mean nfts are probably like the biggest thing on cardano right now so they just get pushed into like that that side of things but besides it's that, like kind of like an honor but like not yeah <laughs> <annoying>. exactly yeah <laughs> nice so what so what's your like involvement with it these days it's just like honestly it, it hasn't been too much um I mean, I'm still like the head mod, but like I said, like it, it doesn't, it hasn't been like so much moderating on our end. I mean, mostly, I mean, the Cardano community is awesome too. Um, so like the people there, they know like there's no one like really trying to like ruin thing or like make it a bad time for anyone. Um, 
recent like with the the reddit avatars recently we've been kind of hoping to like bring it back a bit to like give us that second community i think on reddit because right now it's grown pretty big i think like sixteen thousand people which is crazy but yeah just to to bring cardano into the ecosystem and kind of show maybe hopefully these people that are getting involved with the reddit nfts that there are cardano nfts too and try to like bring us into the mix of it maybe hopefully yeah for sure man oh that would be so cool if like some of that. So yeah, talk talk about the Reddit uh, avatar collectibles a bit because it's a really cool like phenomenon that's currently happening. And you, I mean, you're literally the only one I saw posting about it. I would have had no idea of the existence if I like didn't follow you. So like, just tell me like your like what you know about it and like how like um, what you think it can mean for different things. And then just yeah, like like overall impressions. Yeah. So um, that was kind of like right place at the right time too. I guess I'll start from the beginning again. Um, I know the. The, I forget his name, but the, the person, one of the CEOs of Reddit is like really deep into crypto. He has like some, I'm not going to try to talk out of my ass about the stuff that he does, but he's like really big into crypto because of that. Reddit's always kind of, I I think the most, the, the social media that's closest to fully integrating Web3, Um, not to keep backing it up, but one of the big uh, parts of Reddit is their whole karma system. So the more you like interact with Reddit or the more engagement you get or basically the, the more you provide to the platform, the higher your karma goes. The first time Reddit really stepped into the the whole crypto space was the cryptocurrency subreddit where earning karma would earn you moon tokens, uh, which is like a token on the Ethereum network, I think, or Polygon. It's literally like you can earn, people earn money by just like posting stuff there. Like if they find news or like they make like a, funny story or something that's usually how a lot of people get it like funny stuff um so so like at at that point then you're saying like they like if somebody got like a ridiculous amount of upvotes or something on something then then they could in theory make like a bunch of moon token slash polygon slash ethereum yeah so right only right now i think it's only on one subreddit the cryptocurrency subreddit it might be on other like smaller ones, but the, that's the main one on on cryptocurrency. I think like to like test it out and stuff. Man, that's cool. And it's a good idea too. And it's kind of funny to think like you could just post something, and it's like, oh, I made a bunch of money today for posting that. <laughs> and the cool thing too about how they're doing it is like you don't have to interact with like any of the crypto stuff at all. Like you just have your Reddit account, um, your wallet, and everything is like on there. You have access to your seat. So like my seat phrase aren't backed up on Reddit. You could choose to, but they're really good about um, making it friendly for people who are non-crypto, but also friendly for people who are like really into crypto. That seems like the hardest balance to strike, honestly, with all of it. Because like there's an article I was reading about it too, where it was like the biggest hurdle that they had to get through was just having people create their own wallets. And um, which they've they had more people than like OpenSea or something like within like a couple months, I, I read some metric like that. But and so from there, then this person it was like YouTuber, somebody was arguing that they could now that they've gone through that, they can just build so much more as a result, like you've gotten past the part where you're telling people to do this extra thing that nobody wants to do. Exactly. I forgot how it worked before, like with the whole, those moon tokens, I think you had to set up a wallet. But like now I know with the, the avatars, it's just automatic. If they wanted to make all of Reddit into that whole system of karma where you can earn by like posting i'm sure they could do it with just a switch now and some code but and so and one of the things too is they they never mention the word nft yeah 
which I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I know people meme about it, but it's brilliant. No, absolutely. It's like if you want, because it's crazy how much of a stigma at this point those three letters like actually like you know hold at this point because like you know are you familiar with book io not to like give them a plug even though i love them they're awesome but um i remember i like got into this twitter uh debate which i do enjoy uh too much uh but with these like authors basically because there's somebody who got kicked off of the amazon platform and um because like they i don't know she's like a romantic like novelist or something like that and i, I might totally be messing this up too but um and she I don't know. There's something that like got censored and then they literally just like kicked her off. And this is like some way that she made her livelihood. Then I I just like posted a comment being like, Hey, like, you know, book helps to fix this. And dude, it was like an onslaught of traditional authors who, yeah, dude, it was like two days of like talking with this one person thought complete scam. They're like, look, you're, you're, they're minting, they're charging people for public domain works, blah, 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 like such a scam. And I was like, bro, I was like, I was like, I'm not telling you to put money into it. I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is that here's a possibility that has potential to change the way that, you know, authors interact, which is literally what you guys are complaining about right now. And, but, but my whole point with it being is that like the word NFT triggers people at this point. And so for Reddit to, to like, you know, understand that and utilize other verbiage was like genius, I thought too. Definitely. And I, I mean, and that's even just for the people who know what NFTs are um, that have that like negative connotation. I think it, it even helps with like people who have no idea of the space. Like you come in and you hear NF or even non-fungible token and they're probably even more confused than NFT. But like you say, a digital collectible or digital property. And it, you just know exactly like, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. It's digital and property. So yeah, it's self-explanatory. It was fun too. the The Halloween mint was really fun. Just like go, I feel like the Halloween mint with the Reddit avatars was more, uh, or it seemed like more people were had caught on at that point. Yeah, it definitely got um, aped in. I think by a lot of people by then. Because like you look at the the first collection, they have like eighty to like ninety five percent unique holders and like new ones have like 60 or whatever 50 or something so which still it's not like terrible but could be not as good as the first better than some but yeah no you're right definitely uh and i i really appreciated you like you know making that known to people because like it's it's i think it's important too for people to just understand what's going on mainstream you know definitely and to be fair though i did not expect them to go crazy like they did i just i love reddit i love nfts so like i just wanted to get people anyone else who loved reddit and nfts to to see them too i didn't expect the crazy i didn't expect the crypto twitter to get all crazy about them yeah yeah definitely talking about um the integration because you're saying how like they're trying to integrate a lot of uh crypto stuff blockchain tech into reddit what are your thoughts because elon musk obviously just took over twitter and um you know for better for worse like you know i'm sure there's many rabbit holes we can go down with that but um one thing that it seems like and that there's speculation about is that he's going to start to involve some blockchain tech like more directly. Obviously, like everybody was going crazy about Doge like a week ago with it. Um, but it, but like, yeah, like what are your thoughts? And like, would you would you want to see that more? Uh, like, what do you think it would do for the space in general? So I would want to see it. I think it would I think it would definitely help. Obviously, just getting more people involved with crypto and even not even getting them involved, but like just putting it in front of their face, like just saying like, it's still happening. Cause like you talk to people about 
NFTs today, like someone who's not in the space, and they're like, didn't those die like in 2021 or whatever? And like, like <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I do kind of worry about, though, is from my perspective, and I'm not like a big Elon like follower, but it seems like he's into crypto. I mean, I'm not against Elon, but like from my perspective, it seems like he's more into it for the trolling or like the engagement, if anything. Like he's not really like a crypto head, which worries me a little. I'm pretty sure I saw, again, don't quote me on this, but I think I saw an article. Um, I know Twitter was working on a wallet specifically for Twitter, like before all this Elon stuff. Um, and then recently, I think that was one of the things Elon cut to work on this whole verification thing. Yeah, like when he like fired those people, like to save money. Like more than 50%. Yeah. Of the- <laughs> did you see the sync video? Of him walking on with the oh yes yes dude I did. it's I did. it's straight up look like an excerpt from like Dark Knight like Joker just like walking in with a sink like being the the biggest troll as you said like ever it's crazy dude this timeline that we're living in is like I know right <laughs> it's like like what is going on but yeah no it feels like a Rick and Morty universe at times especially with all the FTX shit going down right now oh too is gosh. like yeah, if, if people didn't know before and hopefully they'll know now like not your keys not your crypto keep that shit off exchanges definitely <laughs> on the whole FTX thing i was talking to uh, someone this morning about it and like in a weird way it is kind of exciting to like be here during this i think i mean when you're like witnessing like all this history i think the other thing too is like like, I got into the space in, like, 2020, so, like, I, this is my first real, like, bear run, and, like, being, like, in the midst of it, like, it, it's hard, it's not easy, but, like, it, you kind of have, like, a feeling, like, oh, I'm still here, like, I'm still, like, these people who are here are, like. Like, this is what people were talking about, and now you're experiencing it. And it's, like, like, you feel like you're, you went through the test, or you're being tested, I guess. Yes. No, I totally agree, man. And, and it's almost like, um, it's like we get to have our cake and eat it, too, in the sense that. As and again, none of this is financial advice, obviously. But like, as the price for ADA goes down, then like you know, ADA denominated assets, the one that people value, all of a sudden they have you know easier exposure to them. So, you know, you're gonna. I mean, we've already seen like you know, Ape Society like blow stuff away. I mean, there's no way that would have happened at least during this time if ADA were still three dollars right now, uh, in my opinion. And so it's like as you know as because things are probably going to continue to go down from here, you know, now that like, it, it was like when Luna happened, then you had Celsius and you had like 3AC and like all the, all the house of cards, things that were collateralized by that all of a sudden started break. So like, I, I think it's obvious we're going to see some more of that happening. So as ADA continues to go down, I'm excited to see like what people value the most. And, um, and, and, you know, you get, it's like a seesaw, you get to ride both sides of it in that exactly, sense. Exactly. So. Yeah. And like being into the, the NFT side of things too i mean sometimes it feels like it's not affected by the i mean it definitely is but like you're not as connected to it which i think makes it a little easier i think too i agree i agree versus like because you go on the only reason i've been on open more is because of the reddit uh avatars and like rendering uh like the vault in there and all that but you and you it's kind of nice it's like their ux is really really nice in terms of how it's um you know, you get to see things in dollars and all that. Cause like I was doing some experiments, uh, like with clays specifically, I think I was comparing the price of them when ADA was $3 versus, or close to $3, uh, versus like now, maybe not clays, but some of them have gone up ADA, uh, dollar wise, 
which is very interesting, like to see the psychology, like what what's the real like pain point, for lack of a better word, for all of that? Like what what like makes that stuff actually work? And because I bet you like most people in Cardano right now who are trading NFTs probably don't care so much about the dollars aspect of it. I would think at least that's that's how I feel about it. But speaking of Claynation, uh, you you work with them now, right? Yes. Yeah. How is that? Super cool. I, I anytime anyone asks, like it's unlike any other project in the space. Like they just do things differently, and I'm not even just like trying to say that to like whatever. I think what it is is they take themselves seriously, like more serious than a lot of other projects. It it seems like they're like really trying to uh, like create like a, a whole world, a whole vibe. Like it's not just like oh here's our you know NFT success and like exactly yeah like it's like they. Maybe I'll give an example. Like one of my favorite things about their team, everything is like built from scratch. Like everything is built. Like the only thing that's not is like Unreal Engine, like the game engine. But like all like the assets, all materials, all the, like everything is done that way. And it's it's for like the whole, you don't have to do it that way. Like most of the other, a lot of other projects, like they take assets from stores, which is like part of the game. Like most games, most places do that. But like, creating everything from scratch i think at least for me it showed like the long-term vision that they have where like they're not just here to like sell plots or just here to like sell like pfps like they're here to like actually like build something that build something like to build something i guess now oh, that lasts and all that it seems like i've seen like the videos they've put out of um and at like uh, at their booth both in rare bloom and scene of tcon where they they showed the sketches like just like what you're saying like how every single thing there's nothing that didn't start off with like one of them or somebody on the team like yeah and those are all chica by the way shout out she she has such a cool uh style she's the one who does all those those are izzy you said uh not izzy um chica chica oh yeah. cool yeah she's super i mean everyone on the team is super talented but i love her sketches so much that's so cool so what do you do like i assume obviously you do like 3d rendering and stuff for them right so yeah i i got in for like the environmental stuff for like the clayverse right now it's mostly been i mean i've done like some models and stuff but it's mostly been textures on my end which has been a lot of fun because i never really experimented with it i never really like dug deep into like creating textures completely from scratch before this so like i don't know what i can't say and what i can't say yeah no of course i don't want to get you in trouble either and obviously like i can edit out anything in post but i guess more than anything like what as somebody who I'm a musician by training and like, you know, so I don't know anything about like that side of things. Like what, where do you even start with something like when you're rendering, whether it's like a 3d object, as I saw, like in much of your portfolio or like, like a texture, like, like what's, what's the process like for somebody who's never experienced that before? Do you mean like how to get into it or how, or where do I start? When? Like, what do you actually just do? Like sitting down at the computer where you're like, okay, I have to like, like I, I've written music before. Like I, I understand what it's like to stare at a blank screen or a blank, like, sheet music and be like okay you gotta like start with something like what where do you begin with all that stuff so with the clay specifically i'm kind of fortunate because all the uh all the models and stuff or, or even like a lot of the textures they're all coming from a lot of the reference work from like those sketches you were you saw and stuff like that so like if i was modeling i got this little frog if i was modeling this chica would have like a little drawing of the frog and then i would just go in and just begin to model it in 3d so I would usually do like the model first uh, and then texture after that and then bringing it into uh, Unreal Engine. It's You kind of like have to like mix it to like make sure everything works correctly because 
the model is happening in one one software textures are typically happening in like another software so you bring them together but then do you like actually draw out like the different aspects of that and then like how do you i don't know it just seems like i imagine like paint or like photoshop or something and it's those things seem like really hard to use for like somebody like me or most people i'd imagine like what what do you do in terms of all that so texturing that's essentially like paint especially with some some new software um uh, it's called like Substance Painter and Substance Designer that I've been using. Those, it's literally just Photoshop. You import a model and you're able to paint the textures over it. For the actual model itself, uh, it really depends on the type of model you're making. So I guess a really like easy example is like Blades of Grass, for instance. If you wanted to like make something like that inside the 3D software, I would bring in like um, a spline. So like just like a line, like it doesn't have any dimension to it or anything. And then from that, like you would you would mess with it, throw a little like noise in there, just so like it's not like perfectly like a straight line. And then basically just bevel out the ev- edges. So like you're working like with the grass itself, you'd be working more with splines. So like abstracted, I'm terrible at explaining things, but. It's all interesting to me. Cause I like, like it's, it's just cool. Like being walked through the process. What's beveling though? So bevel, I mean, there's like two definitions or they might be the same, just use different ways. Um, it's like one would be, uh, or, or like where like a table, like instead of a right angle, it's like cleaned up or like uh, rounded off. Like that would be a bevel. And I'm not sure if this is where the term comes from, but like in some 3D software, at least for the splines, like taking that spline and then blowing it up into geometry so like three-dimensionalizing it kind of yeah like turning it into like a mesh uh which is like the final output i could probably show this stuff easier than i can explain it um next time we'll do a a little demo i'll get a demo because i i love i love i'm bad at like explaining things but like i love showing stuff so it'd be cool to show seeing all the stuff and seeing all the things that are being built um like in stages at this point just because everything is right now with cardano like and then playing something like like Zelda Breath of the Wild or something, it just it blows your mind as to how they can make it work that smoothly. And I don't even know the technicals really. Like it just it just seems like a crazy, crazy feat that people take for granted now. <laughs> we I've actually talked or talked about that in a few meetings with them. Uh, Breath of the Wild specifically, just because like they do it, they do it so perfect. Like right. Dude, it's so good. Yes, man. I just, I, I got a switch recently because my friends were like, I was like playing so much Smash with them and I was like, okay, I want to actually like practice. And um, and then I somebody was like, you got to play Breath of the Wild. I was like, I don't know. It's like too late. It's been out for so long. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Just like do it. And it's like, it really, it just takes you in, man. There's like so many things. It's freaking nuts. Are you excited for the second one? I didn't even know. <laughs> There's a second one coming, to be honest. Holy shit. Dude, it's been delayed. I make comparisons between the second Breath of the Wild, and, which is called like Tears of the Kingdom or something. Comparison between that and I don't know how familiar you are with the XRP SEC uh, court case that's happening. Both things have been in the pipeline for very long and they keep getting delayed. So it's like they say like a new de- release date and I'm like, yeah, I don't believe you. Nobody should believe you. But at least with the the SEC things annoying as hell because that's like infringement upon like, you know, various rights in my opinion. But the the Zelda thing, it's like no, take all the time you want because once it's out, it's out. Exactly. It's, I th- same thing about uh, GTA. <laughs> just take all the time you need, and then just give us what you gave us last time. Yeah, exactly. No, none of that uh, cyberpunk uh, situation. 
that blew my mind. I, I know nothing about that game, but I just, one of my friends was obsessed. And in, how long was it in production? It was like 10 years or some shit. And then it took like, what, like four or five months for everything to get ironed out. It did look like a cool game. Though. I didn't, I didn't play it myself, but I had friends who were playing it and it looked crazy, but, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So that, just that aspect and, and hearing you like, you know, talk about like the building blocks of all, it's just, it seems like such a crazy feat to put it all together in a smooth way. Like what? What are your, like, knowing how the, the sausage is made, if you will, like, what are your thoughts about the current landscape? Like, what, because there, there are people who comment all the time about how, you know, Cardano's so slow, you know, everything takes forever. But, like, as you see, you've, like, been here since 2020 before, like, smart contracts and all that stuff. Like, what are your impressions with all of that? Like, it's supposed to take a long time, I would assume, so. I mean, I hear, like, like, you hear people talking about their projects and stuff, and they're like, like this has been in development for like six months and that is awesome. Like, congrats, like I'm not like putting down anyone, but like, that's not that much time. Like you, t- you talk to like any other like startup or business, which is what these NFT projects are. Like, even if you're strictly an artist, like for you to continue to be an artist, you have to have some type of business to it um, or you're not going to be able to continue. So like when someone says they put like, like, six months if someone put six months into like a a restaurant like i mean it'd probably be like it probably like you'd probably get some food and stuff like it wouldn't be like established it wouldn't have like the like it it takes time to like really put things together uh, if you want it to be good like with clays like i've been with them for three months and i've been working on probably like the same like handful of, of textures that like just need to like get right and like that's been like three four months in itself on just just textures, which is just like the way I see it is like NFTs. As long as the internet's running, like NFTs last forever. So like, I don't like to like rush things. I don't think people should rush things either, because like it's it's we're here forever. Like you mint something, and that's that'll live past your grandchildren, if if we're able to keep the internet and electricity going. So like, it's important to like really put the time things need to like really be put out i think no 100 percent, man and and it also shows the people who are like rushing like crazy or or want it like so quickly whether on the investor side or the builder side it's like well you know there's most likely you guys are just in this for the speculative nature of it then versus like you know what's actually being built like uh like what's his name like alex uh watanabe um with his unsigged v2 like i'm just excited for that whenever it happens because i know it's going to be freaking cool yeah (laughs) exactly like he it, that's a perfect example like he just chugged along like and he's like the least bullshit person also anyway with that so it's like it's like i'm I'm sure he could just put up the, the blind siders like no oh yeah he doesn't give a shit about anything <laughs> yeah it's really good we have people like him i feel like in the space who are just willing to say bring it up the tough the tough uh questions uh you know alex like a bit right i've seen you on like some stuff with him what was like your first interaction and stuff? Like, how do you did you did you know Unsigs before him or? So that's a, that's a crazy story actually. So when I got into Cardano NFTs, the first project that really that I got really close to was uh, Artano. I think that was like sort of through the the subreddit too. So I was part of like their first uh, like council of artists, which sounds crazy, but we just basically like went through like applications just to uh, make sure like. We, it wasn't spam or like wasn't breaking any like rules or anything but in the early days uh it was just like a few of us and like monad monad was one of them or alex uh that's like where i originally heard 
or met him and then originally heard the concept for for uh unsigs oh so this was pre-unsigs yeah this was like maybe like six months before they want or it was like a while um because then what ended up happening was you might have to cut this part out i'm gonna have to ask (laughs) (laughs) no problem no problem yeah i'm I'm gonna have to let you know (laughs) Or, or you could just tell me outside of this, like while we're not recording. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I've kind of talked about it before, but like, I don't know how. I, I'll just say it, and then we'll have to cut it if we need to. You know how Unsigs were originally on, or were released with NFT Maker Patrick and Maker, yeah, yeah. Um, they were originally supposed to be released on Artano, um, as one of the first Artano collections. And shit, drama. Yeah, it was. It was a little. A little drama happened. Um. It wasn't that bad. I, I think it's worse for the people that were involved or they they perceived it as worse than what it actually was. Like me being like more of an observer, observer of the of the drama. I think it, it was just like blown out of not that it was anything big, but what they were doing was kind of blown out of proportion. So that's kind of that's how I met Alex by him, like being on the Artano Council and uh, like talking about his whole idea for these for unsigs, but like uh, NFTs that like are more about their metadata than the actual visual. The 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 link to like the off chain uh, data. Yeah, like he, he. I remember from the beginning, he always had the idea that the NFTs would be created with the like with the meta, or by the metadata. So like, because that, that was like before we had um any on on chain NFTs. Uh, what was the first on chain NFT? Was it uh was it like Cardano trees or? I, I so I think the first official one was Turbo Egon's or the first collection at least was Turbo Egon's um Stellarhood. As far as I understand, he was kind of the person who like who was able to like get that working. Um, cause I know like with future on-chain projects, like with Damien from Cardano Trees and even us with like Cardano numbers, like we had to like hit up Turbo Egon for like some thoughts on on stuff. Cause he he's he's a I mean. There's a lot of geniuses in the space, but like he's definitely one of them. He's a, he's a he's wicked wicked smart. I gotta follow. I'm I'm sure I follow him, but like he didn't change his name to Turbo because of the Daedalus thing, did he? No, it it was like forever ago. Yeah, I think I think it, it even like out. I forget. We asked because we talked to him on the news once, and I think it even like out is older than like him in the crypto space. Like I think it was like his gamer tag or something something like that. Um, man, that's so crazy though that you got to. Like you saw, you knew Alex before Unsigs and like you saw it like all come to fruition. And and it's like one of my favorite projects too, uh, just because of how like it perfectly like shows what NFTs are, or it it explains what NFTs are, I think, to the people who don't know NFTs, even though it's like way more abstract than like most other NFTs. Like I think because it's like abstract, it's like cool to explain it to people using those. Plus you can like just show them like the code and the metadata. Yeah. And that's it. And it's because it's a receipt. I love when people call them because it is. It's a receipt. All NFTs are receipts at the end of the day. Like what's his name? Uh, Weed Stake Pool 420. I forget his name. He's awesome. But he at one epoch's end, he was like, yeah, I mean, who knows if I just have like a worthless bag of receipts sitting here, basically, <laughs> like in the future. I was like, such a good way to put it. Just imagine like a little plastic bag full of receipts or something. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I agree. It's like um, by using this really abstract sort of concept, uh, Alex was able to kind of cut through a lot of the fluff of, you know, what is an NFT and just like show exactly like, hey, this is at the end of the day, this is what you got. And, you know, if all the IPFS links like go down someday, it doesn't matter because 
this still exists. Yeah. And it was also, I mean, not to like be blowing all this smoke up Alex's ass, but like, <laughs> it really is like, I mean, we're still seeing animal PFPs to this day. Not, not, I'm not against all of them, but like, we don't often see like innovative projects like that, I think. Uh, and probably haven't seen too many since, I don't think. Yeah. Nothing that's that like um, focused in that aspect um maybe there's cool like that like like for instance the book io thing is really cool uh origin thread like you know these these things that um can interact with mainstream like um like economics or like you know industries like cool but yeah as far as like the art goes just like a completely outside the box concept i think definitely and it's amazing too how divisive I mean, obviously, I'm sure Alex's personality has like or the way the, like his his openness and, ter- and bluntness, you know, will bring some of that on inevitably. But also just like the pieces themselves, like there are people who love them, like new SIGs, like the the unsigs whale, who's like awesome, like just and then and then yeah, obviously a whole community, many people. And then you have other people, well-respected, you know, de- devs or artists in their own right or whatever. And they'll just like they, they get so I don't know, offended is the right word. But they just get really intense about it, and it's just so funny, like to see that. You know, I think this kind of goes back to the whole thing we were talking about in the beginning with Reddit and like the different communities. Because I mean, you see that with every project. Like, there's, I don't think there is a single project out there that like everyone just agrees one way or the other. Like, no matter what it is, like punks. Like, I'm sure everyone likes punks, but like you go to the the Reddit space and they think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, everybody's got an opinion. Exactly. Um, and I think like I tweeted out a while. I'm I love YouTube. Um, and I tweeted out a while ago that like I think NFTs will do for artists and projects like this, like what YouTube does for entertainers. Because like you can ask like not to quote the tweet, but like, you can ask like a bunch bunch of people their favorite YouTubers, and you'll probably get a different answer with e- with each one. And each of those artists are probably getting like millions of views a month, which isn't like just average on youtube now i mean not average but for for big for known people yeah like the fact that there's all these people just getting all this engagement or attention it just like shows that like like we're coming from a world where like we have like tv and and like everyone would tune in for like american idol at night or whatever and like like connected everyone but now everyone's able to join the things that like they're individually interested in. So like people interested in unsigs can, can be with unsigs and there's obviously people who don't enjoy it. Yeah. They don't have to like for, for their one TV entertainment, they don't have to tune in at like nine o'clock for this one yeah. thing. Like it's more like, I don't know. I don't think decentralized, not decentralized, but I mean, it's it, that aspect is definitely cause you're literally like taking it from one source to like several sources, but more customizable for sure. Oh, in a way, it's kind of like uh, capital efficiency. I've been studying like a bunch of like liquidity pools and um, like AXO, um, what they're trying to do with programmable swaps. And it seems like um, because, you know, the whole idea of impermanent loss like uh, is like a real downer for people (laughs) providing liquidity for stuff. So it's like, how do you minimize that? And a lot of things I've seen is like, the AMM, not to get too crazy with all this, but like uh, the AMM automated market maker DEXs, which like the Uniswaps and like all that stuff, like it's like you're kind of just take like each trade like takes from a huge pool of like of so many varied like aspects and you know of that pool, like of, of, of the traders were like doing different things, got in at different times, different prices, whatever, versus like something that's more like a scalpel, like naming your own parameters, whether it's in like things like the Axos trying to build or like Genius Yield. 
you're like just taking from like a much smaller and more specific slice of the pie, if you will. Um, so it creates more capital efficiency. That's what I understand so far about it. But it's, I feel like it's very uh, parallel and apt to what you're saying in terms of like YouTube and like the advent of this, like allows people to actually tune into what they want as opposed to just like enjoying like 5% of what they're watching because they have to. Yeah. I got to ask you maybe off camera about some of those other the stuff you were just talking about because I know a little bit, but... um. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm still learning. I don't pretend to be like an expert by any means. Um, but, you know, arguing and debating with a lot of people on Twitter at least gets you to look stuff up. <laughs> so <laughs> Twitter definitely becomes a you get pulled into it so easily and then it, it gets dangerous, I think. Yeah, no, there are those days where you just like take your head out of the phone. And you're like, OK, like, where am I? What's happening? Like, got to stop just like arguing with people on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll look at <laughs> even on like Reddit sometimes. Like, I'll like look at a post and like, do I I want to say something? <laughs> do. do I say something? <laughs> like, that's the question. Like, if you say something. Or not. Yeah. And usually the answer is no. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like the choice is like, do I want to derail what I was like doing for the next hour? Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. God. Um, getting into some of your stuff, though, um, like looking through the portfolio, all stuff you sent me. Um, I, I want to ask you about uh, Rod or like Rod 160 or or even Rodrigo, I guess, is like one way you could interpret it, right? Like I, I just realized that today, by the way, for the first time. And I've seen I've seen those like NFTs a bunch and like, you know, his design a bunch. Um, but it's cool how you use the numbers to like uh, imitate the the letters. But um, but yeah, definitely Rod. Um, but also your journey with like architecture seems like has a huge um, influence on all this. So um, like what what was your first nft ever that you minted and like what's your journey been with all of it um so my first nft so that portfolio i actually sent you maybe to back it up again once cardano bits got things going um with his project um that's when like we kind of like realized that twitter was like the place to be like if you were doing nfts like it wasn't reddit um because that's what we thought at the time (laughs) when i got onto reddit or onto twitter like I, i didn't like have like much to to show or anything but like i had that portfolio um so like i just tweeted it out and like maybe like a picture of rodrigo i i just like started like tweeting out stuff from that from that portfolio um and i think again i was like right place at the right time and kind of fortunate because like as that was happening i like i finished up that portfolio probably like six months before that and i had which was supposed to be me or for me to get a job um in architecture but with COVID, it was like at the height of COVID. So like no one was hiring. So like I had, I got like physicals printed and they all just ended up like dying in my, my closet. So like, damn, it, it, sorry to interrupt. COVID was so like formative for so many things. I feel like with life, blockchain, everything. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's messed up to say, but like, I, I feel kind of like fortunate to like be, to have gone through COVID. And I mean, I've seen like other people say that too. Cause like you, it really gave people, I think, permission to like kind of like you're stuck at home like just go do do what you want to do like research you have the internet like just do what you want to do yeah yeah like t- like pause for like a forced pause for for those people like us who are like fortunate of, of course like to to have that option but like but yeah no i totally agree man i mean it's it was like a very uh i don't want to say needed <laughs> but like it, it's definitely a very helpful thing for parts of society with that definitely so i i posted the book on on twitter and stuff and like people were like getting interested in like following and stuff and then my first collection was 
different pieces from that portfolio since it was like kind of like the thing that started off. I chose 10 different projects in there and just took one image from each project and then did 10 minutes of those each. And all those, everything I did up until my first 2140, which is like the whole Rodrigo collection, pretty much the whole first year, like all the NFTs I gave away were, were for free. Like it's like those first collection of 100 NFTs I think the way I did those was like each month I did like a big Twitter giveaway or big, um, I just like, just did like, ran like a like and retweet thing. And then at the end of the month, like gave out 10 to 10 random people um, until all a hundred were out. I mean, I, th- I think those are like for like the OGs, like they, they like, like those and like know about them. And then I think the what really got things going was I did the Rodrigo, the robot ones, the 109 of those, which were also for free to the first. 109 people who followed because those are like hefty floors now right yeah those those are pretty hefty i think i forget what they're at but i remember looking at one point because there's something where i think you had to have one for whitelist or something or for for getting like a different oh yeah for yeah i did on their anniversary i did like a the collection that was supposed to be released as the 109 collection i ended up doing like a thing where they could get it for like 28 or something yeah, there you go. I remember like hopping on there and like looking at it and I was like, holy shit, the floor is like huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it was to the holders and like no one was like able to ape in. It's like, except for literally, I think like one or two people, like everyone just has like one. So like, which is kind of cool because no one wants to sell it. Um, That's awesome, dude. I mean, that must feel good, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely, I remember like giving them out and like a month later, like one sold for like. Fifty dollars or something, and like that, like I'll never forget, like that shit, like, like that, that felt so crazy, cause like you just gave something out for free, and then someone made fifty bucks off it. It's crazy. That that start that started in your brain, always a crazy thing to think about. It's like like I talk about with my composer friends, like birthing the piece into reality. It's just a really cool concept, you know, that few people get to really experience, and like, and then it's like, oh my god, people are like want to pay money for this that you could like buy food with and stuff like shit yeah you get to like see it like live out like in the world like it's it's crazy to see yeah dude no that's so cool cool so it, it's like directly correlated with your like your nfts are very very much uh correlated with your uh architecture side of everything in a way i guess they sort of are i got into 3d modeling from architecture it's so, like i went to school for for architecture and um i was like really into like like taking designs and like putting them into 3D because like most a lot of architecture it's, it's floor plans which are a lot of fun too but like taking a floor plan and like designing it putting it into like 3D where you can like actually like get renderings or walk through it with certain software it's just like it was like the coolest thing so that's how I got into 3D modeling I, I want to ask you some stuff about that for sure um, but just quickly back to your um, Rodrigo um, like how what was your inception for him? Because I he's cool. He's like he's like your signature in a way. I I find like seeing him in a bunch of different things. It's like a, a motif, if you will. Yeah. So he started from so so we got like our our group tour guide. We call it tour guide, um, which is me and like some friends from college who've been doing like art and stuff like all throughout college. One of my friends, uh, Smitty Studio, who has a couple of NFTs out. Uh, he he got really into Unreal, like, toward Unreal Engine towards, like, the end of college, and, like, he was, like, working on this very, uh, not very basic, but, like, this basic, like, cool little, like, video game, um, and he needed a robot for it, 
so that's that's kind of like where it started from um which is it's not like super exciting but no it's so cool though it's i would have never imagined honestly i was like i just was so curious about the inception so yeah that's that's kind of how it came about um and i mean he hasn't touched it i think in a while but i think uh i i got like so into making that specific type of model like i just like kept throwing stuff at it and like trying to make it like as real as possible like too real for like a video game but like it just kind of, I guess it kind of like spiraled, I guess, from the, the video game thing. Um, and now I don't talk about it enough, um, but the whole end goal, I think, like for me, I kind of, I think, and like Rodrigo is the whole 2140 project, which I, I don't think many people know about it. Basically, this story that follows him in the year 2140, um, it, it's been like super low key just because like so many, I feel like it's one of those projects like, knock on wood if i get to a point where like i can like chill like and work on that um like that's like the end goal yeah yeah totally that's i didn't realize it was a year i was i was wondering about 2140 um that and also that kind of just reminds me which I, I wanted to ask you before but i forgot what inspires just the name with spaces also that's even less interesting than the rodrigo thing someone asked me during cnft con and I was, I, we were drinking and we ended up laughing just because how stupid it was um, when I used to make music, I used to do it under the name TYLR, like just TYLR. Uh, it's like Tyler without the E. And then there was some other dude on SoundCloud who had the same name. And I forget how like we started talking, but like he was like wasn't happy that I had the same name. I was like, all right, fine, I'll throw spaces in between everything. So like I like I didn't even care. Like we were both like no one knew e- either of us. He was just like all butt hurt about it. So I just threw spaces in between mine, and then that just slowly evolved into TYLR with spaces and then just with spaces, I think. I, I, I really, I do like how it came out because like I think it works with like being into like architecture and 3D modeling and stuff. It's like all space. Completely, completely. Yeah, that's what initially where I kind of assumed like it in terms of like the negative space and using like various elements of all that. But that's cool. I love that. <laughs> I'll say that instead. Like, oh, it's just the, the architecture. The... Yeah, it just fit, you know. <laughs> but no, that's great. I love random shit like that. And because it's like, you never know what something's going to evolve into, you know, you never know. But just uh, to bring it back to the Rodrigo thing, um, you say like realistic and it's cool because it does seem like, um, like there, there's so many details. I mean, his like the two arms are different and like the things on the end of his hands. I don't know. It's just... It's just a really cool, like, rendering of something that, you know, as it keeps popping up in your works and everything, I just, it's been cool. Especially in the um, Baby Angel Hit Squad collab, which which I thought was, like, really, really cool. And I was like, why isn't the rest of the world, like, you know, geeking out about this? Because <laughs> it's such a cool idea. Like, for, for anybody who doesn't, who's not aware, um, it was an airdrop uh, for, if you're a holder of Angel Baby Hit Squad, and, um, which is really cool, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fettuccini. He's been like collabing with so many um, Cardano artists and everything. And but yours was really cool because it was this concept of taking a video, like a moving image, and then splitting it up into two thousand images, I believe. So it had this sense of dynamicism within the still shots, which I just found like it's like one of those things where you just set it and forget it in a way. Like that was the form of it, so that was going to be inherent within the the piece, no matter what. And then just like seeing all the different still shots and how different they looked and how like some of the still shots themselves were just absolutely freaking gorgeous with all the lights and everything. And 
yeah, I, I was like a huge fan as people were just like letting go of it for like barely an eight. I was like, thank you. <laughs> like, I'll just keep scooping these suckers up. <laughs> but yeah, how, how did you like come to what was the inception of that? And like, how, how did you come up with that? So that was actually the, the 109 um, NFTs that I was talking about a second ago that went out to my 109 followers, uh, the original Rodrigo NFTs. That was actually an experiment for for, for that because um, those were the first collection I released like that. Um, so like the 109 frames, it's it's the same deal with those. Uh, how all together they make a full animation, but individually they're kind of like their own thing. Because like when I first got into the space, at least on Cardano, like not a lot of artists were doing like editions. Like if you had an NFT, you wanted it to be unique. So like that was like kind of my way of, of doing it like that. Like taking these 3D renderings and like making it so people can own like a unique version of it. And it's I I kind of I I love how it kind of sh- shook out that way because it, it's like it's really fun to play with the models that way or or with with the the pe- like making the pieces that way because you're not thinking about what it looks like you're not thinking about the individual frames or the animation you're kind of like thinking about how they all work as as a collection because like if anyone sees it they're not gonna see the animation they're gonna see like a bunch on jpeg store or something um so like you mean like in terms of um so you have to kind of curate you have to kind of curate it from like the still shot idea as well i guess yeah or you're kind of like thinking about more than at least like i try to like think about it more than just like the stills or more than just the animation it's it's kind of like a mix between them obviously like from the way it's set up but like I mean, I I guess the best way to explain it, like from my perspective, it's like you had like these two dimensions before, like animations or stills. And like if you're doing an animation, you would do, you would worry about certain things. If you're doing a still, you worry about certain things. Mixing both of them, like you think about things differently. Like for instance, the second project I did in that like frame form, I think I just had like a, a light out of frame, but like affected the image itself. Um, and it just like flickered, like rent, like I put like just random settings in it. So like, it just like flickered on and off, Um, which sounds like simple. But the way that that light was reacting, it was a red light. And the way it was reacting with the blue light of the flame, depending on what they were doing individually, like it would give different lighting for the scene. Whereas like if, if it was a single render, like you would just worry about just the lighting just in that situation. Or if it was an animation, you'd be worrying about how how if it i guess it were a full animation you just have to care about the arc of it like it wouldn't be about any like one particular point but i guess am i interpreting it right uh in terms of you how you're saying like you had to show in each still shot that there was some sort of dynamicism there was some sort of different things happening so therefore the way in which you combined the lights was like mattered or yeah in a way or it was sort of like that but um also sort of like like you kind of have to like think of different ways to to give the uh i mean one obviously to give different variation um but like also to like give it that's i hear a lot of comic book uh, artists talk about that like how the difference between a really cool comic book panel is one that it's like you, you just read it and you feel like you're watching them move in some sense versus the ones that are just so like static like this is just here and that's here and and all that yeah uh, exactly and I think like turning it into those frames kind of just does, I mean, it helps with that, but like it kind of like does it automatically too, whether it's like automatic from a medium or automatic just because you're building it that way. But yes, no, 100%. That's something I found so cool about it for sure. And and then especially like using uh, for the Angel Baby Hit Squad uh, airdrop, 
Like just using all those lights in the back lent themselves. I guess in that way, like something like Alex talks about all the time is like how the content or how the material affects the form, how like the form has to be built from what the material can do properly or what it's like, good at versus what it's not. So it's like when you have all these lights and stuff, they're really good at showing that movement versus if you were to do like a fire hydrant or something, it's just like chilling there. Or, know, or even just like a single light, I think would make a big difference. Cause like you wouldn't see the, like in those, and if anyone watching this hasn't seen it, like the more lights are getting added towards the higher rarity which is like a kind of like a play on rarity um i was trying to do but um so like that was like kind of like to follow that whole idea too of uh making it more uh yeah making it more dynamic yeah which is fun the rarity aspect of it too i thought it was funny how people my whole thing was like yeah the ones at the end are really cool i definitely want to scoop up like those as cheap as possible but uh when it came to just like you know getting as many as i could as people uh would like sell or whatever and then but the beginning ones, too, I was like, that's really cool and sparse. I didn't know why some people were letting some of those go so cheap. You know, I was just like, it's like, that's really cool. Like, it's it's very similar to the Bible uh, rarity thing, how people have such different interpretations of it. Like, some people are like, oh, this is like a sparse design on the cover. So we're going to like just let go of it. Meanwhile, other people are like, yeah, but this only exists in like these parts of the collection. Like, this barely exists anywhere else. And that's really cool. Which project was that? Uh, uh, the the Gutenberg Bibles, the the book ones. That was their first drop, right? That was their first drop. That was the thing that, like, uh, there's... No, I won't say it's a seed round. That's not good. <laughs> but that was, like, the first, like, okay, let's see if this all works and, like, all that stuff. And my dad got one. My dad and I, like, do NFT stuff together, which is really same, fun. Same here. Oh, yeah? Dude, that's yeah, awesome, yeah, I man. Got you're the, into it. Yeah. You're the only other person I know who's done that. Usually people are, like, their mind's blown. They're, like, I talk about Bitcoin and my parents just shut off or whatever, but... How'd you get into that with him? Um, so I actually, so I right around, I mean, it all happened. I got to give my dad credit. Cause I wouldn't, I moved in with my dad right before, right during COVID because I was in school. It was my last semester. Um, everyone had to leave. There was nothing else to do. So I came here. I'm still living here right now, but he, he's always like, I mean, my dad's the man, like, he's awesome. He like always like trusted the things that I do. Not that like my mom doesn't, but like, I don't think I would be in the NFT space if I was like anywhere else but here just because like he's like he was like you're good at it just like just do it um i'm so grateful for it um for him but um he he says he doesn't understand it but i think probably you probably have the same thing with your dad like or maybe like they say they don't understand it but they understand it better than like probably 99 percent of the people in the world or 99.999 that's what i have that conversation like every few months where he's like i'm just not you know i don't think i understand i was like you don't I was like, first of all, like nobody really understands everything because it's so new. You know, people are just figuring out. Second of all, like, yeah, like you said, like you under you are so far ahead, like just by like knowing how to send ADA yeah. from your wallet that or you created. Knowing, you're yeah, so far. Really. Yeah, yeah. Even knowing it exists. Yeah. One hundred percent. So it's like, I mean, he, he should he's like 75, 76 right now. So I'm like, yeah, he should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> I forget how we got on this topic, but uh, there was something I wanted to say about rarity, specifically, I guess, with the Angel Baby Hit Squad ones and others. That that was probably, like, the biggest thing that I wanted to do for, for that collection. Um, rarity is always, like, weird for me. Like, I, maybe there's something, but I don't think I really had, like, many collections where the rarity is, like... I mean, it might matter, like, a tiny bit. Like, I guess the only ones is, like, the ducks, because I think there were different variations there. But, like... 
like the way I see like NFTs, like or I guess with the Angel Baby Hit Squad ones, I'll talk about those specifically. Like you see people I love Fettuccine, I love what he's doing and everything. Um, but like the whole rarity thing like turns into I I think that like kind of breeds some of the negativity stuff that we see in the space. Like either people trying to get certain achievements so they can get something by like owning certain rarities um or i know that's fake i don't want to name anything but like it, it just makes it more i mean it's it's fun but like it but it it, t- it takes away from the main like art exactly or whatever i think that's the biggest it takes away from the art like like look at the reddit nfts i think with that gold midas touch like it's a yellow nft i mean congrats to that artist and i wish i owned one but like what is it like? I think last time I, I mean, ridiculous prices for a gold for a yellow. It was like thirty ETH or something. Like yeah, that at one point at least. Insane. Yeah. yeah. While while there's like amazing artists putting like art, and not saying that that's not art, like, but yeah, it it, it becomes it becomes more of a speculative game at that point. I feel like than anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what are people? Yeah. When I try to do stuff, I try to like make it more like if there is rarity, like try to like make it more fun or not fun i try to make it like have it matter less but like if it's there like try to do it in a creative way with the angel baby hit squad for instance like i didn't want only like the top holders to get like those top scenes with all the lights because then the rich keep winning or the rich keep on getting richer that way which is fine in some situations but like i guess (laughs) but I'm giving political answers by mistake. I don't even mean to when I say shit like that. Nah, it's but, fine, uh, man. People people politicize everything these days, so it's like say say whatever you think, you know. It's like But yeah, so like same with like I think Cardano numbers too, like there's like no rarity there. But like what was cool with those like rarity kinda came out of it afterwards, like I mean obviously low numbers and like sixty nine and four twenty were, were rare, but like then people like like going after like primes or like different combinations or like like i like that that type of rarity a lot more like subjective r- rarity i guess is like the best phrase i could think of it's like you let the market or or the um whether you want to call it market or like collectors or like art lovers like whatever sort of spectrum people lie into you let them decide exactly like it's not it's not like a number it's like yeah it's like subjective which i think i mean i think people connect with it more that way they're like given there because you have more of a stake in it you know you're like you actually like instead of somebody being like here this has a halo on it so you have to love it yeah the numbers thing was fun i remember when that dropped and you guys were like we're just doing numbers because why not (laughs) i actually am planning some stuff for that cool cool i still got them (laughs) and i saw that that's whitelisted also for um the drop that's happening today I got to check that out. Too many things, man. Too many good things out there. Oh my God, dude. I know. It's so hard to keep up. It's so hard, dude. I, these, uh, my two friends over in Europe, um, we have like a WhatsApp chat. I may have mentioned it before. And like, that's, we like hive mind a bunch about stuff. And even that it's like, we could, we could all spend 24 hours a day doing it. And we, there'd still be more. Exactly. It's crazy. And I mean, I think that goes back to that whole, like, this is what we're moving to. Like, there's no one NFT collection for everyone. Like everyone's just gonna find their find their thing, and it's like big enough too. That's kind of like the uh, the Hosky um, collection, the cash grab. That is like a microcosm of that concept in itself, I think, because it's like so ridiculous. How there's four hundred twenty thousand, four hundred twenty of them that exist, 
obviously. <laughs> and uh, and it's just so ridiculous. It obviously sold out. And then watching the floor on it move up, I'm just like, oh my God. Like 15 ADA, the floor thickness. was. I was like, just uh, it's, it's like between 14 and 15 right now. Um, and I just like scrolled through just to see. And I was like, dude, if it gets through 15, that's going to be fucking nuts. <laughs> like <laughs> my whole point with it though is that um, he, when you get into it, it's kind of like the or times three one also, honestly. Um, there's just so many damn traits and there's so many fun ones that it just gamifies that aspect of it. And you can just like go down so many rabbit holes with it. And like, and so I think that even though people would look at it right now being like, that's way too many NFTs in the collection. Like, I'm not going to get into that. It's like, these are probably the collections that are actually going to do well. Like when mainstream hits, just because there's enough of them to go around and and, and like, it's so fun. It's not just like bullshit. Like, like some of the traits, I'll just laugh out loud, like literally at some of them when they pop up. Cause I'm like, this is so ridiculous. I can't believe somebody did this. <laughs> no. Yeah. Those are so, I, honestly, I think those are probably going to be one of the bigger projects on Cardano. Right. You tell people that and they're like, you're crazy, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we see the same thing with the Reddit NFTs. I think like you, you have, damn, there's actually those are pretty more similar than I thought. Cause like, there's like a million of those things and they're at like a similar, like $10 floor. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a good point. Actually. I didn't even think about comparing them with that, but yeah, that's so true. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny how that all works. I can't keep you on here forever. I assume, but, um, definitely like I want to keep up with people and like what they're doing and like, uh, and keep, you know, keep making it like more and more conversations and stuff like that. But one thing, so like what in, in terms of the future of this whole world, like, to copy uh, Farmer Nash the other day. I don't know if you were on his space the other day. That like how- I, I ended up listening to it. The one with all the projects. Yeah, I listened to it yesterday or the day before, at, like the recording. Super but- fun. I, I thought like, like I, I personally hate the whole like influencer shtick, but like I love that uh, he's so genuine about it. Like it's literally in his name. Like he's a farmer. <laughs> like he's farming people's engagement. <laughs> so it's just funny when people are like, how could he how could he do this? It's like, dude, it's full disclosure, man. Like you're you're gonna enter in there. You're just you're gonna have to like deal with some of those vibes or whatever. But he asked all the projects like uh where where they see themselves in five years. And so not so much like specifics, but like I mean, in terms of like the, the world of NFTs is gonna be so crazy from like the functional to like the artistic and everything in between. When I say functional, I mean like utility and the, you know, like you'll be able to look up your DMV. Like you don't have to wait three weeks to get the title. Like it'll literally just be verified someday like with that. But yeah, like where do you, like how do you see the space like from here? What, where do you want to be with it? Like what's, yeah, because it's been like a crazy couple of years, I'm sure. But like, like how are your thoughts with all going forward? It really is hard to think about where the space is going to be. I have an idea of like where I want to be, but what's your dream part of it to to begin with um honestly i i love what clay nation is doing i hope to like continue doing that um working with them and developing all that stuff so like i hope i hope 5 years is still like just the beginning for all that the other big thing is 2140 like that project i want to have i i have the first chapter which is four different collections which one's been released so far uh like forever ago I'm hoping in five years, like that whole first collection could be out. Cause I'm not, I'm not like rushing that at all. It's going to take a bit of work, but that's what I'm hoping for five years for me. That sounds like the perfect thing not to rush. Honestly, like we were talking about with the Zelda thing. It's like, you know, it's, it's ready when it's ready kind of thing. I guess one other thing that I do want to not rush, but 
have something that like I can kind of do like consistently. I guess we'll leave this surprise to the end. I wasn't gonna say anything for a little bit, but I'll leave a little something here. I want to start. I I notice like as I start like doing more stuff with like the news and like doing stuff with the clay. Like I don't have enough time for like art and stuff, uh, or like not even art specifically, but like experimenting with like stuff. So one idea that I have been like slowly like bringing together, and it's not gonna be like anything big. It's more like fun than anything. I want to start using cardano numbers as like foundation for like for me to put out more free nfts because like that was like my big thing in the beginning and i love doing it that way because like you're you're not like if you put something out for money it's different than putting out something for free like you can like you have more freedom to like experiment and do stuff when it's free and also i love like limited pieces so like one of ones are like like up to like maybe like 10 tops um so one thing that I've been like slowly putting together is I really want to make it so I have this policy ID that I can just mint stuff. So like if if it's like a Friday night and there's nothing going on, I like stay home and I like make something. Like I can mint a one of one on that policy, leave it open, uh, like unlocked policy, and then go on Twitter, be like I'm selecting a random number and then just sending it to that number. So like like every like week or so, like just have. I know it's like it's nothing like big or crazy or anything, but like no, it's cool though. I like that. Yeah, I think it'd be like a fun way to like experiment with stuff and like for people to hold numbers because I I love like numbers is like one of my favorite things. I think I was a part of just because of how like like fuck you it is <laughs> to certain things. <laughs> um, for sure, and it's so simple. You know, it's just like so. It's almost like a uh, commentary on how people are like, why would you own an NFT? All right, well, why would you own like a number even more? Like, haha, I'll one up you on that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the re- the main reason. Cause I'm, my dad even talks about that. Like, cause he like, he'll like, t- like, if he's like talking to like a family member or something, he's like, yeah, he's even like sold like numbers. Like, just like, or not sold, they were free, <laughs> but he'd be like, he, people are even like getting numbers yeah. off of him. Um, <laughs> which is so great. It's like such a compliment in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but it's also like a perfect like segue into like, they're like, why are people buying numbers? And then you explain, it's like, oh, it's like a like a license plate. Like you can only get a license plate once and stuff like that. Um, That's cool though. And I guess like as I guess what you do like a randomizer for the numbers, and then as soon as one's airdropped, you like take that number out, and then you do a randomizer for the rest. Or like, I'm thinking just I'm thinking just every time, just like I, I mean, the way I want to do it is really just like open ended. Like that's why I want to have like the unlock policy, so like it could be like. 30 years down the road just like having this policy id like a bunch of limited nfts that were only given out for free i think would be like really cool there's a number of ways to you say it's like a simple idea but not really i think like maybe on the surface it is but underneath it's not because it's really turning everything about nfts on its head a little bit like usually people would be like oh unlocked policy we don't like that like we want scarcity but you're like no, screw that. Like I'm leaving this open for like, you know, half a century or whatever. And then and then people will be like, "Oh, it's not scarce." And you'd be like, "No, it is because there's like one of ones on there." <laughs> like Exactly. Yeah. So like every step of the way it kind of plays around with it, which is really cool. That's where I'm hoping to be in 5 years, I think. So. Hells yeah, dude. I'll I and I'm sure many people will be right along the journey with you with that that'll be cool to watch and uh it's gonna be crazy to see i mean look at how far things have come in the time we've been here you know <laughs> imagine what five years we don't even know what five years looks like yet like no idea 
like one like one month is a long time in blockchain with that in terms of like how much happens. Yeah. And what Bitcoin's been around for like what ten years? Is that is yeah that ten years? Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. It's just like thirteen or so. Yeah. It's wild. It's it's a really weird t- especially like yeah, just existing in this reality. It was like so nice being in Denver at Rare Bloom and CNFT Con because you could just be around people where you didn't have to explain <laughs> yes. like what all this stuff yeah. was. <laughs> you just be like, oh, you're here too? Cool. We're on the same page already. Sweet. Let's like move forward. Um, it's it's kind of like a similar thing. Like uh, I'm a Shtanga yoga practitioner and like, um, which is this kind of intense, like six day a week kind of thing. But um, but one of the ways my teacher put it is like, you walk into an Ashtanga studio and everybody's like, oh, yes, life is suffering. Cool. OK, here we are here. Like everybody has like an understanding because you wouldn't put yourself through all that if it weren't for like some big reason, kind of. <laughs> but like that's how I, I like I, I love that feeling. And so like just being and and then like not being in scammy crypto, which there is so much scammy crypto out there, obviously. And like being like, no, these are the things like you talk about all these problems in society world. This is going to help fix all of that, like as we build out the tools properly and whatnot. And like. So, yeah, just being that and then watching FTX happen and then like being so like excited about all these other things that are building. It's just such a weird, weird time to be alive with all of it. But fortunate. Definitely fortunate. Yeah. Very fortunate. So fortunate. Definitely. I I tell and again, NFA, but I like tell close people and friends that like this as ADA goes down, like wherever it ends up opportunity of a lifetime like, I've, I've been telling my my friends i think they hate me because <laughs> i'm like i'm telling them like every day i'm like just just literally just go on coinbase and just set up a dollar a month or two dollars a month yeah like that's all you need like yeah. just, just dip your toes <laughs> yeah that's it and it's like the kind of thing where you're like you're not gonna spend like you spend a dollar a month on stupid shit anyway we all do and it's like it's, you won't notice it and then Five years from now, you're going to be like so thankful you exactly, did. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or even if, I mean, God forbid, if you're not, it's a dollar. Like, that's the way I kind of explain it to them because they're they're still like like reluctant to. Yeah, skeptical. Yeah. 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 It's understandable, man. I mean, there's it's a crazy world out there. <laughs> it's it's totally crazy world. It it makes it tough with the uh, the markets too. Because I mean, when it's up, like when it was at like two dollars, like they were trying to buy, it. and I'm like, you guys might want to like. Like hold off for a little bit, <laughs> and now now it's like thirty something cents, and they don't want to touch it. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. It's it's mind blowing, man. It's mind blowing because it when it was three dollars, there was like barely anything building on it. Now you have these legitimate companies, yeah, and and now you have like people who are like have really great ideas and serious people who want to change and disrupt some industries. 30 something cents and people are like no i gotta stay away it's like i just it's just freaking mind-blowing man the whole thing that's why it's exciting to be here now though i think like it is it is yeah <laughs> it's yeah no it's definitely fucking, man. it's mind-blowing it's crazy yeah it's like it makes you think that it's a simulation oh yeah <laughs> like the whole thing's a simulation like like life <laughs> as, as lex friedman always gets into <laughs> but um but wait, what? Before before we leave off, though, one of the last things I forgot to ask about is uh, the news. You you get to do the news every day, uh, CNFT news. Yeah, how just how did that all start? I'm, I'm so yes, curious. That was that was cool. Um, when I first got into NFTs, I was like, I think one of the earlier ones to like really put my face out there, just because I didn't have any like art or anything. I just like like recorded like these like week weekly videos of like just things that were going like art or like stuff that I was working on, and then. 
Marco from NFT Update or uh, Buffy Bot. Um, he was doing his YouTube shows, and I forget how we got in touch, but he also got in touch with Trevor and Alyssa, the other people we do with the news that I do the news with. Um, and at the time we didn't know each other, but like he gave us our own like shows, like on his on his like YouTube channel. Um, like just like a little like I had like with faces. I called it it's like I like interview artists. <laughs> um, and they had that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. That was fun. I. I keep saying all these things I want to do again, but, um, there's so many things to do, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. you're busy as hell right now. It seems too. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, one day <laughs> get to a point. Uh, but yeah. And then Trevor and Alyssa had their show digital mortals. Um, so like we were all like, all like there was a bunch of us like in a group together who like had the different shows. And eventually we were just like, I think one of us just got CNFT news, the Twitter handle. And we're like, we got this now. So like we're doing shows, individually why not just put them all together we have the news handle we'll get everything set up and it kind of like evolved into like a mix between the two shows okay and it's it's kind of lends itself perfectly to the forum because it's like segments of different things yeah exactly like because i know like the way we were doing it before like marco was like talking to like big projects i would talk to like artists and uh Alyssa and trevor would talk to like more utility or like gaming stuff so, like, we had, like, all the bases covered, like, on the channel. So, like, bringing them all to, like, the one show just seemed to, like, make sense, which was fun. Yeah. And it sounds so fun, too. It's, like, fun thing to do where you get to, like, stay in your wheelhouse and, like, it's just, like, ever-changing sort of thing. And I think, like, similar to this stuff, like, just being able to, like, meet people and, like, talk to people in the space. Like, you're able to, like, stay on top of things that are going on. And, like, like I feel like I end up benefiting, like, because we don't make any money. I mean, we, we did, like, a a pins drop for the con and like stuff like that. But, um, I still got a bunch of them, the, those pins. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. And I mailed some, uh, to my buddies over in Europe as well. So, cause they couldn't be there obviously. So, yep. Yep. They're in Europe right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they're cool pins though. And they're so varied. So like, uh, uh, illustrative of the space. Yeah. And that's, I mean that, I don't know if you know, uh, but like we're hoping to continue that. So like those are on an open policy too. So the ones this year will only be the ones, the ones already minted will only be the only ones from this year. But like next year we'll have, like we're already talking to some projects, like switch up to like get different projects in and like different design. Like if a project is in again, like a different design. So like, I mean, the idea, I, I like, I like, I really think, I try to think long-term with stuff. If 10 years down the line, if we're all still here, if CNFT cons are still happening, then we'll have this giant ass policy of pins from like, like all cheap too. I think we sold like this year for like three and we'll probably like just keep that because like it's more about just the history of things, but like also like like little business cards for some of these projects. Like the hardest is like an artist I love a lot in the Cardano ecosystem. And I think a lot of people sleep on like artists. So like they might go after a pin to try to get yummies or whatever. And then they get a hardest and they're like, this is awesome art. All the information's in the metadata and stuff. So Totally. And all of a sudden, it's like introduction to this whole different yeah. world. I, I love those pins. Sorry to go off about the pins, but I'm really excited for those long term. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Wait, I didn't I didn't realize because I got the physical pins, but they're NFTs also. Yeah. So I could put or I can't share, but um, I'll send you a link after. And a lot of them are like, I think still dead cheap, uh, like five eight or something like that. Um, so like like it's not like any like uh not like any like moonshot like i don't like moonshot you know what i mean projects it's like more like just like the history of it 
And I mean, if it does become history, then yeah, they might have some value in the future. But yeah, I mean, it already is history, man. It's on the blockchain. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> also, um, it just makes me think uh, another project that I wanted to mention of yours, which was really cool, is 31 Weeks, which is like a historical sort of like uh, chronicling of NFTs on Cardano blockchain for the first 31 weeks of like since native tokens could be or? Yeah, since uh, Space Buds dropped, it was NFT or almost not every collection because like it was hard to get everything, but most of the collections from when Cardano NFTs first became possible up until that time um and like that that's like another one of those projects i sit i i think i like history a lot because like i have the worst memory on the planet like it's it's really bad and so like i na- i like stuff like the book or like the pins and stuff it's just like a cool like way to remember like we're not even like that like far out of like when 31 weeks drops but like you still look at that and it's like a whole different space of like than where we are now like the projects that are like being like pumped. Like I don't think there's a single land plot in that book, which is crazy because like now everyone's got land plots. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, my buddy Tom, uh, over uh, German buddy, he he was saying how he's like he's like you're not allowed to bring up metaverse plots in this uh, WhatsApp group anymore. <laughs> so every time before I mention like a cool metaverse project, I'm like trigger warning, dude. Like. <laughs> It got, it got crazy. Dude, it did, man. It did. And like, as long as it's, it's like people releasing a fungible token when there's really no need aside from funding the project. It's like, you know, you may, it's, it's just kind of dumb. Like if there's a point to this, great. And if there's not, then okay. Like they're like clay plots are going to be really cool uh, in terms of how they're trying to do that. I'm not trying to plug specific projects, but Metadams is one that definitely interests me. Um, just because it's so unique. Like, I don't, are you familiar with Metadams? A bit. I don't own any, but I've, I've like looked into them a bit. Yeah. It's just a cool, uh, like gamified way of, um, of dealing with like staking, which is obviously such like a, uh, foundational like aspect of Cardano. Um, and like taking that and just kind of like building and like, it's almost like little derivatives, like of that idea. And just like, like, I like that because that takes that idea and messes with it more. And there's like a function to it if if things, you know, build out. So, but yeah, otherwise it's just like, oh, this project released some land. Cool. But it's crazy. (laughs) I mean, like a lot of these projects that are building metaverses, like I personally think that they would benefit from building for the metaverses rather than like building the metaverses. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of these projects, like, I mean, even like Cornucopius is probably like the most, the project with the biggest, like, this is what we are, this is what we're going to be, like, like a, a thought out plan of everything and like all public. And like, they still have their custom domes where like, I don't understand why a project would put so much time and effort into building everything from the ground up when like you could get a custom, or not to plug that project specifically, but like you can get into these these metaverses and like take advantage of them it's kind of like the concept of somebody like i'm just starting off my programming journey and like how my friend was telling me like like yeah like you don't want to have to build a library by yourself like you may as well just go and google that and then like download it and then all of a sudden you've like saved like 10 20 30 hours or whatever exactly yeah and it's like because you try to build a library or write a library you're going to get burnt out in a couple days you're going to be like googling stuff every two seconds yeah so like, like there are projects doing good. Obviously, like Clay's, I think they have like a good. Re- I think uh, 
I don't own any of these either, but like the um, Ape Society, like they seem like they're doing solid things, I guess, with their like metaverse and stuff. Um, yeah, but you'd think like, um, I mean, it depends with Pavia too. People like get really uh, divisive about Pavia, but like, you know, assuming they build out like a cool multifunctional thing, then like you'd think like, I mean, I guess that's one thing we're going to see is like how it evolves and where like the metaverse where the cool place like all the cool kids hang out is really i wonder that's gonna be that's that's definitely the thing to watch like is it gonna be like uh like the internet where like you have all these different hangouts or like is it gonna be i don't know it always i mean it always centralizes in some way i would imagine um in terms of like where people would want to want to be but i guess that's why it's just so important for interoperable aspects of metaverses to be built out that way um yeah i wonder because there's so many people i respect so much who who just think the concept of metaverses are just like the dumbest thing in the world. And that it's like dressing up something that's just like a simple, like, cause then technically it's like, Oh, Zelda itself has a metaverse and like all, you know, which is true. I mean, it's true if you want to look at all that way, but um, I just, I just wonder like what different thing it's going to offer these days. It's hard to say. I, I always get like stuck. If someone asks like, I'm going to like shut down or whatever, but like the whole question of like, can't they just make more land? Like I always have a difficulty, difficult time answering that. Like if someone not in the NFT space asks, cause I mean, they could. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it, assuming if it's a locked, I mean, again, then I guess it, it depends what blockchain they're on, you know, depending how that works with policy IDs or the equivalent of, I guess it would just matter. Like, again, like there has to be some reason why people want that to be scarce, you know? And and I think that's that's kind of like what I or my best like answer to that like just or even the idea like a, a plot Snoop Dogg in like Decentraland I think like a plot right next to his like regardless of what you think of metaverses a spot right next to Snoop Dogg's plot is going to be a lot more valuable than something down in the corner of the map where no one's around like I don't know metaverses are definitely something to watch I wasn't bullish on them when I first got into NFTs and I have more obviously a lot more. Uh, recently but um that's like the one thing i'm and i I think it's gonna be i think it's where like everything's heading like every like even like more than like crypto like just like social media and gaming and everything just in terms of like in the virtual space more than anything i guess and that's that's where uh blockchain and this idea of metaverse is a match made in heaven in the sense that there is some sense of scarcity if if it's done properly yeah which we'll see i think it will be but yeah, I mean, people will figure it out somehow. I guess also one one aspect, too, that makes you think about it is, like, the day that they're able to put something on your head and literally just interface with your brain so that it literally, you know, you, everything perception-wise is telling you that you're in this space and you're smelling this and, like, whatever. That's when it's things are going to go foom like crazy. Um, assuming that it could be, like, backwards interoperable. And that's, I, I feel like, it's kind of like how Cardano started off being like we're gonna like we look around the space and we see like all the things that aren't going right and we see the things that are going right that we want to capitalize on and so like charles always talks about that notion of um, backwards compatibility where you don't have to fork you know it's like i mean it's hard fork but it's all you know the hfc and all that stuff like a hard fork combinator like makes it possible so that you're not actually creating another blockchain and so on um so it's like that that's going to have that notion is going to have to be like times 10 for metaverses if they want to have some validity in the future definitely which i mean i i know uh, i saw something recently about i guess a bunch of like unreal and like 
these big companies, I guess they're forming like a metaverse coalition. Um, your audio friend's gonna hate me because I keep <laughs> messing with this stupid Dude, you're good, cat. Man. <laughs> but I, he's definitely gonna like complain to me a little bit, but it's not as bad as other other ones that he's. And I just always go to him like Brian. It's, it is what it is, dude. <laughs> it just. But that's what I'm, you want. I'm sorry, Brian. If I, <laughs> if I did you dirty. <laughs> nah, he's the best, and it's it's what you want. I'd rather have an audio. I mean, he's one of my best friends. I've known him forever. Like, I'd rather have somebody who's doing the audio who, like, gets upset at that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Versus them not caring. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely the best. So, love you, bro. Shut up, Brian. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, the, the metaverse thing is going to be interesting. I, people like Alex, who love you also, Alex, like, I I am really excited to see, like, some sort of flippening someday if there is something where he's like this is the coolest metaverse project ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> i might have we might have to tweet that out <laughs> we're right. waiting for the day for alex to be bullish on the metaverse yeah it's like that um like k devs had that uh bingo card oh, like yeah. Um, yeah like when abhs is sold out uh <laughs> when i there's some amazing ones yeah, on there so <laughs> i was just like oh my god that was hilarious <laughs> Someday, someday. It's coming. Cool, dude. Thank you. Thank you, like, so freaking much for doing all this. Um, Thank you, you too, dude. Honestly. Yeah, man. We get to figure out. I mean, things have been, like, up in the air with the news just because of um, Alyssa and Trevor having a baby. I've been busy. Like, we've been busy, but, like, yeah. um, But we got to get you on sometime. Uh, It'd be cool to have a conversation, definitely. That would be super fun, man. Always, always happy to connect. Thanks for listening to Artists on Cardano. To support us on our mission of documenting artists on the Cardano blockchain, please consider donating ADA to dollar sign arts on Cardano. We will continue this work no matter what, but a bit of help is always appreciated. Thanks for your support.